This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Fitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working class bow hunter. What is up, guys? Episode 206 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Man, you're Steve's right here gone. in beautiful Sherrard, <laughs> Illinois. Do we try and do it? it ain't gonna sound I'm not going to try. It's not the same. <laughs> Steve is sick. Yep. He. I don't know if he's ever... We've done one podcast without Steve, and that's when I actually did the one-on-one with Clint Casper. And you know he's really sick when he's not here, because usually when he's not feeling too good, he's here, but... Yeah, he just drinks like three bush lights and everything's fine yep. and he pulls it together. But he said, oh, I'm sick. I went home from work today and I think what I have is really contagious and I don't want to bring it in and get everyone sick before yeah. the Iowa Deer Classic. Stay home, Steve. <clears throat> so me and Eric said, oh, screw you then. We'll just do it ourselves. Nothing crazy will be said on this podcast. Uh, I've been known to say some dumb shit. but uh, Maybe no wrestling references, though. Yeah, maybe we should do one in his honor. <laughs> There's no veteran shout-out because he's the one that has all that information. I know we should have got one for All him. the veteran shout-outs get emailed directly to Steve. So speaking of that, right off the bat, go to workingclassbowhunter.com. In the contact form, there's a spot to submit a veteran for a shout-out. Um, you just fill out the form there, submit that. Um, also, while we're on workingclassbowhunter.com, check out our store. we got hats, shirts, 
Um, we're going to come in with some new color hat options for you. Um, hoodies. Hoodies. Stocking well. caps. I know it's kind of the season's going out, but they're still there. Stickers. All the goodies. Um, really, that's about it. Real quick, just want to thank our sponsors and supporters of our show. Um, first of all, thanks to everyone listening. Uh, we got to thank Elite Archery. Um, the new ritual is absolutely absurd in a good way. Uh, we've been getting a lot of messages from listeners that have shot them for the first time or people that have bought them and are bringing them home and are addicted to them, which yeah, is absolutely in love with them. Smooth as butter. They are awesome. But, uh, um, HHA sports. We talk about single pin nation all the time. Um, Rattler grips, mana coolers, ethics, archery, all new to the show for 2018. Sin crusher. Sin crusher has been with us for a while now and, Scent Crusher saves our asses, and I think it's going to continue to save our asses, especially, you know, even outside of hunting, you know. Oh, yeah. In a home use situation, it can help. You can literally use it every day, whether it's hunting season or not. Yep. The Room Clean is quickly becoming one of my favorite products from Scent Crusher because I use it. I use that every day, even out of the season. You know, like you're not as worried about certain scents and stuff like that when you're not going into a stand. I mean, you still want to be kind of think about it. Don't go in with cologne while you're shed hunting. But it's the bag's awesome. You know, I still use the bag, throw my clothes mm-hmm. in. Um, the closet is awesome. But check out Scent Crusher. Uh, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. He's still cutting up deer. 1,016 deer? 16, yeah, I think so. For the years with what Scott and the whole Smith family is doing, which is absolutely insane. So thanks to them. They've basically supported us from pretty much the very beginning. Yep. So uh, thanks to all of them. And I think that's all we need to do. We can cut into this show. This podcast is with Steve from Iowa Shows. Um, we've kind of had slight contact with Steve for the last couple of years. We've podcasted at the Iowa Deer Classic. And that's always a really good show. Um it's a. I was gonna say it's a small show, but it's not at all. It's not. It's a pretty big show. I mean, there's a lot of people that go through that show. It's. It's actually a massive show. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's like a. It's not a ten day show like the one out in Pennsylvania or right. whatever. But it's a, a three day show in Des Moines, Iowa, and there's a ton of people that go through there. Yep. We we have a blaster every year. Um, we make new friends there every year. Um, so that's this coming weekend. If you're in podcast land, you might be listening to this when it's over. If you didn't make to the show, put it on your calendar for the following year. Always like the first weekend in March or so. If uh, you're going to be there, shoot us a message. We'll meet up. Absolutely. We like to meet everyone. So. Yep. Or you'll see uh, our dumbasses walking around with a bunch of working class bow hunters. Oh, yeah. hunt. So, <laughs> well, let's just get to the show. Talk to Steve about the what they do there and uh, how it's all set up. And everyone that listening is like, it's weird that our Steve isn't here. We replaced him with a different Steve yeah, for the show. that's exactly what we did. We just planned it out right. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. So hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. All right. On the podcast now is Steve Finnegan with Iowa Shows. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Hey, happy to be here. I love to talk about the Iowa Deer Classic. Yeah, so we've been going to the Iowa Classic for a couple of years now, podcasting um, in our own little room, which has been a blast. We've met a lot of great people, recorded a lot of fun episodes. Um, I think I've been going the last 10 years, I think. Oh, yeah, because you know, Eric's from Iowa. Yep. I'm from Illinois. Um, I, be, I bet you I've gone the last probably five or six years, and it's always been a great time. It gets bigger and bigger every year. Um, so tell us like what you do for Iowa shows and like what Iowa shows is, and then cut right into the classic. Well, we produce consumer shows throughout the state of Iowa. 
Uh, we used to do uh, the Kansas Monster Buck Classic, but we actually dropped that one. So anyway, we do we do uh, a couple of sports shows. We do a boat, RV, and vacation show. Those are those are done at the Uni Dome up in Cedar Falls. And in fact, the week uh, after we get back from Deer Classic, the next week is the sports show in Cedar Falls. Oh, cool. Uh, we also do a sports show in Cedar Rapids, and then we do a couple of home shows: one in Waterloo and one in uh, one in Mason City. In fact, uh, we're on a run right now with five shows in a row, five weeks in a row of doing shows. So, uh, <laughs> Sounds busy. It, it's been quite a run for us here. So yeah. But uh, the the uh, the biggest and the best is the Iowa Deer Classic down in Des Moines, of course. Um, it's known as the greatest whitetail sh- uh, show on earth, and it truly is. Uh, we've been involved in the show. Actually, it's kind of an interesting history. Um, back in the early 90s, the fellow that was in charge of uh, the Iowa Show Productions and started it actually started the Iowa Deer Classic as part of the Eastern Iowa Sports Show that was held up in Waterloo at that point in time. Hmm. He moved it down to Altoona and then, quite frankly, could not get a sizable uh, venue and good (laughs) dates, and so kind of dropped it. And then some guys from Wisconsin picked it up, and they they ran with it quite a while, and then it kind of came full circle. And uh, Iowa Show Productions bought the show then, and I, I'm I'm terrible on dates. Uh, we picked it up, must be about eight eight, eight or nine years ago, and uh, that's when I I had actually retired and uh, had and came on board with Iowa Shows. So I kind of came full circle because I was actually involved in the very first one up there in Waterloo because the uh, owner of Iowa Show Productions was one of my conservation board members at the time. So oh, what year did that, that start? Kind of, what kind of a neat that way. What? Well, that would have been in about 1990 when it really, really first got started. Okay. And yeah. I, I was wondering that, so yeah. it's came so, a long way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it used to be down in the uh, Polk County Convention Center. It was down there for many years, and then it moved to the Iowa Event Center. And uh, like I say, we were able to uh, take it over again, and we grew at 25% in the first year that we took it over. Wow. And so, uh, and it's grown ever since. In fact, right now, I wish I had more space uh, because <laughs> I've got exhibitors that come from all over the world, frankly. That's what I was going to say. It seems like reputation is so good. Right. It seems like every year it's like, man, there's more people here. It's bigger and bigger. And I was wondering. Yeah, not just exhibitors, but the people that come through there. It's amazing to see how many people actually walk through the show. Oh, yeah. And and we've got people that actually come and uh, stay in the hotels and then do all three days of the show because, you know, there's so much going on. And if you really want to see all the big bucks, uh, see them coming in all through the whole weekend there. Uh, you know, you, 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 there's plenty of things to do and take in, and uh, there, you can participate. We've got really good se- seminars lined up, and they're you know different different lineup every day. So yeah, our good yeah, friend Larry no, McCoy is doing a seminar uh, this coming weekend. So oh, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. He's on the uh, he's on the uh, seminar docket there. He's doing a couple of them, and so yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of seminars, you want me to run down them quick a little bit, maybe, or at least hit the highlights? Yeah, you might as well, because that's where I was going to go anyway, so it's perfect. <laughs> were you? Okay, well, we're on the same wavelength. Well, our headliner this year is Melissa Bachman, and uh, if people haven't ever been around Melissa, she is the real Great. deal. Let me tell you, that gal is out in the woods someplace. I think she's, I think she told me one time, like 300 days a year, she's I out. I can believe that for sure. And, uh... She started uh, filming her own hunts and all that, and then finally got uh, got a break. And she does Winchester Passion TV now. Yep, um, we've had her on but, the podcast yeah, she's several times. There. 
Oh, have you? Yeah. Yep. So anyway, we're real happy to have Melissa back with us again. As uh, and uh, so she's doing seminars all three days. Uh, we've got some of Iowa's own here, Sam Calara with Mrs. Dopey, uh, All American Outdoors down around the Mount Pleasant area. He's got an archery shop down there. Uh, Sam's got a, a captive herd of deer and elk there, and so he's learned a lot about uh, deer, elk, and how they communicate and all those kind of things. So he's doing mm-hmm. seminars. Uh, we, we do a um, turkey calling contest on Sunday, and the fellow that's uh, responsible for that is uh, – Curtis Getch, he's going to be doing a seminar on advanced turkey calling. Uh, we didn't, uh, we, we're doing some predator calling. Steve Kreiner's coming for that. Uh, back to our Iowa folks, Bill Winky, uh, Midwest Whitetails is doing, uh, seminars all three days for us. And, uh, Bill's always ahead. He packs the room about as much as anybody. Oh, yeah. Guy's a genius. Uh, I'm sure there's, yep. Now, I'm sure there's some people out there thinking shed hunting these days. Uh, Roger Sigler is going to be there with his shed dogs and talking about training shed dogs. I know more and more you hear people talking about that. Yep. I think we're, you know, we're going to try and podcast with him at the show while yep. we're there. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Larry's with Elite Archery and the outdoor group there, and so he's involved with lots of things. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, Lindsay's are going to be there. Uh, they do uh, Lindsay Way TV. Jeff Frederick, he's a, a turkey call man. Uh, he's he's going to do a seminar. Um, Steve Kreiner is going to be doing Predators. I don't know whether I mentioned that one or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got a couple guys from um, Team uh, Team uh, Team. Well, I might mess this up. I think they're Team Outdoors or Team Back Backcountry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to do some elk uh, elk hunting seminars as well as uh, preparing your gear and what you need to take for a western hunt. Um, I know a lot of our people are interested in heading west. I myself love to hunt out west. Uh, we've got uh, biologists with, with Bowhunter Magazine, C.J. Winan, going to be doing seminars for a couple days. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's a whole thing. Uh, we've got the DNR talking about CWD. That's a uh, that's a real hot item Ooh. these days that we all need to be concerned about. You know, it, yep. it's here in Iowa, and uh, uh, it seems like almost every day I read about something happening in some other state. So we're going to have to start listening and dealing with that, as well as um, we're going to have a, a couple things on food plots too. So well, maybe that's something we, we can do with the standing seminar lineup. Oh yeah, it sounds like you got all the bases covered there, and that's something we might try to do is maybe catch one of the DNR officers and talk about CWD on a podcast episode or. About biologist or something yep. that'd be cool yeah that'd be really fun that's a, right. that, that's something we get yeah. requested by our listeners a lot is chronic wasting disease and we've always wanted to get like a legitimate biologist to just certain questions we can't we don't know that'd be fun to just bounce off them to you know just for good okay. conversation well terry hainfield's the main man for that he's doing a seminar on sunday so he'll be around and uh um yeah, there's a lot of ins and outs on that uh, you know there's some there's some there's some issues involved with the captive deer as well as the wild deer and that whole nine yards. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, the seminar is entitled CWD in Iowa. Why should you care? Uh, you should care, and uh, he's here to tell you about it. So Very cool. So something yep. something for everyone in the seminar area. But if someone's there and they're like, well, I don't I want to just check out the show. I mean, what other things are there? Um, I mean, we know, obviously, because we've been. But say someone's never been there, what, what other things they got to look forward to? 
Well, of course, the the hallmark is the big buck contest where right. people bring in the deer they've harvested in the last couple of years and, and get them officially measured. We've got about 35 of the best measurers on our crew I think you could ever assemble. These guys have been with us in f- for many years. In fact, it's like old home week for those guys. I mean, they, would, they wouldn't miss it for the world to come down and uh, put their hands on some of these great Iowa whitetails and put a tape to them and measure them. And so, uh, you know, that's the best way there is to get them officially measured. And then we have a, we have a whole lot of different categories that we give out. Uh, we give out awards for uh, the biggest, the biggest in each category, and you know, the top five in archery and firearms. And then we get into muzzle loaders and crossbows, and and the ladies they get they get uh, they enter theirs in archery or firearms. Uh, we've got youth categories. We've got a historical category uh, where you can bring in deer that are were harvested beyond that and we just, we just kind of opened that up for uh what's known as deadheads more and more people are finding dead deer and uh, they weren't harvested but uh they were found and they they need to be recognized and so well i know we've got some some pretty nice deadheads coming in as well as some locked deer that's always a little bit of interest uh those, those nice locked mm-hmm. deer were you know and you guys they, do they, shed antlers too also in. i think right oh yeah yeah the north american shed hunters club is there uh, you can bring in your shed antlers and get them uh, get them measured as well as theirs. There's a display, and that's not just limited to Iowa. I mean, they've got deer, uh, they've got mule deer, they've got moose, they've got all kinds of different shed antlers involved in the uh, in the shed antler uh, shed antler contest and display there. So that that's kind of cool to have those guys. Those guys are out of Wisconsin, and good crew there too that uh, measures those up. So very cool. And uh, yep. Of course, we've got to talk about archery. You know, archery yeah, oh yeah. is a big part of the big part of what's going on there. It's actually a case where you can bring your bow and uh, practice and compete. Uh, we do a 300 archery tournament as part of it, and that's that's shooting bullseye targets. And uh, it's, we've been taking registrations for that now for quite a while. And uh, uh, there's still some lane times yet that, that people could come and bring their bow and shoot as part of that. They actually shoot. Uh, 30 arrows of bullseye targets and uh, that we did add a uh, we did add some more categories this year for the kids involved in NASP or the National Archery and Schools program so uh, we're going to have a little competition with those kids we've got a kids archery range so just about anybody that wants to try a bow uh, it's not just for kids, but we call it the kids archery range. They mm-hmm. can, uh, they can grab a bow and give it a try as well as we've got a 3D pop-up shoot, which is more of a hunting simulated, uh, shoot where there's three, three dimensional, uh, animal targets that, uh, pop up and, uh, you, you, you got a, just a couple moments to shoot at them and then they go back down and you never know which one's coming next. And so, uh, <laughs> that would be cool. That, 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 yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And, and it's fun to just sit and watch that, you know, watch them pop up. And Do you know about how many, uh, how many shooters you guys have each year? Well, the 300 shoot runs somewhere around 300 shooters through that. And the pop-up shoot, I would say there's, uh, oh, there's 100, 150 probably. How many, what about total yeah. for the whole, whole show? I don't know if you have those numbers on you. Like, what's the, the total number of people that will come to the show in a weekend, in a three-day Well, weekend? We, we, we estimate 23 to 25,000. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, in fact, on Saturday, it's, it's, it is so packed that it's even tough to move around on the, uh, on the show floor. But, uh, is, but, uh, yeah, is that they, something? They, they is that, come and pack it in. Is that number something that you see that gets bigger every year? Because 
people say that the hunters numbers is going is declining. I don't always see it that way, but that's what the statistics show. Do you feel that is it more people every year come to the show? Or are you seeing it kind of fluctuate with how many people are hunting? Oh, I I I'd say it. I don't think it's I don't think it's fluctuating the number of people that are hunting. Uh, you know, the deer numbers harvest has been down a little bit, and so we 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 saw numbers drop or at least stay pretty much the same the last couple of years. And uh, one of the things that uh, we used to have the NAS state competition as part of the show, and this is one of those things where success maybe isn't isn't as good for us sometimes, but they uh, they had so many kids that they actually outgrew the facility that we had available for them, and so the NAS program uh, found it necessary to move away from the Deer Classic, and so we actually we actually had some numbers go down on that because we used to have the kids and their families show up to the show too and so we that that hurt us a little bit they're actually going to be holding their competition at the state fairgrounds the uh the weekend following the deer classic this year so okay so you know there there, there's that aspect but in general i mean i i travel around the country quite often and i mentioned that i'm with the iowa deer classic and boy people's eyes just light up and of course the first thing they say to me is how can you get me a tag you know (laughs) that's what everyone says when you're from iowa those kind of things (laughs) That's right. I mean, uh, our reputation is outstanding out there, and uh, and uh, that. So, so yeah, that's kind of a cool aspect of things. Well, it uh, seems like in the last so few another, years. Uh, oh, go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Oh well, I just got to mention another thing. When when you're back in the big buck contest area, something that um, was started by the previous people that had the Deer Classic was the All Iowa Hall of Fame, and anybody that's ever entered a deer that meets the Boone and Crockett minimum requirements for their all-time books. So that's the biggest of the biggest mm-hmm. uh, there that qualify for the Boone and Crockett all-time. We maintain a database and keep all those people in, in that database, and they all get a postcard every year inviting them to bring their deer back so everybody can enjoy them. Oh, that's cool. That is awesome. We give, them a few, we give them a few perks for doing that. And so we get somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 100 uh, all Boone and Crockett deer <laughs> in our Iowa Hall of Fame. Pure giants. And, and that's just a, that's a tremendous thing to see. I mean, it, the wall's 100 feet long. And it is solid packed with giant deer heads. And so just seeing that and be able to, you know, all the different uh, formations of antlers and, and how massive those things can get, that's always pretty cool. It's unbelievable. It can either make you feel really good or, depending on your season, it makes you feel really bad. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't see anything well, this big. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's why it's hunting, you know. Yep. I mean, I've been I've been chasing whitetails for fifty years, and, and quite frankly, if it was easy out to go out and do that, I probably would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That it's is true. Always different every time you go sit in a tree, you know. So right, right. Yep. Yeah. Do, do you get to enjoy the show much when it's going on, or is it, or do you feel like you're so busy during <laughs> the show that you don't get to see any of it? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm pretty busy. There's, you know, when you look at all the moving parts of a show like that, when you got 300 exhibitors and all these things, and of course, you know, you can't anticipate all the things. And so, no, I'm kind of the chief firefighter. I got to put out all the fires that uh, come up. And so, no, to be honest with you, uh, I mean, I, I I truly enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's it's there's definitely an unbelievable amount of work involved. We've just spent the last two days packing our trailer and getting everything organized to head down there. We'll head down tomorrow morning. 
we'll be down there about nine o'clock and we'll start setting things up and exhibitors actually start moving in uh wednesday afternoon at one o'clock and yeah so I, then we uh yeah. i always wondered about that because you go there and it's you see everyone like some booths that people have are like really elaborate yep. and and big and well put together and you get there, you know, if you say you get there Saturday, it's just you don't really think about the setup. It's just there, and then you leave, and then it's gone, and then you come back next year, and there it is again. But the setup, even oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. got to be <laughs> insane. So that's kind of neat to see they start showing up on Wednesday to set up for yep. the weekend. Well, you know, the amazing part of it is it takes two and a half days for us to move everything and get it all set up. And uh, show show ends at 4 o'clock on Sunday, and by 8 o'clock it's pretty well cleared out that's yep. crazy ain't it that's impressive yeah is yep. that something yep. you guys do like your guys to set up and layout is that from year to year you're like okay we just we've done this before we're going to set it up the same way we like or is it something where you have to kind of rethink something every year you know what i mean oh it's, it's always you know one thing that's important for people to understand is those exhibitors are in there they pick us we don't pick them. It's like we we don't go out and, and say you need to be in the show and that. They they call us and say we want to be in the show, mm-hmm. and so it varies every year. I get a certain amount of turnover, but then again, I've got I've got our regulars, and you know they're they're the same they're the same spaces in some senses. But it's a giant puzzle I deal with every day, constantly <laughs> changing. And in fact, I've just had to deal with some cancellations here recently. You know, I mean, we've had people with health issues, we've had people with product issues, things like that. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's just constantly changing as, as we go into the show. And I'm sure I'll get some calls tomorrow that'll I'll have to figure out how to deal with. But <laughs> well, it's one of those shows show that on. yeah, that's right. It's one thing in the last few years we've noticed, especially is like we go to the ATA every year. Like this year, we podcasted at the ATA show. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, and so we've noticed that with the big shows, like the the show, in, the Turkey Show in Nashville, the big show in Pennsylvania, a- ATA, and now the Iowa Classic is in the mix of those big shows of shows you have to hit as a hunter, and so it, that yep. seems like it's picking up more and more and more. Um, so it's just like one of the shows to go to, and we've been talking about it for a couple months now. You know, we're going to be at the Iowa Classic in Des Moines podcasting. Like, if you are in the area. Look us up. Yeah, look us up, and we can record a quick podcast or whatever. You know, we're there to have fun and have a good time. Well, sure, yeah, and just the fact that you guys are now involved, that, that's that's another cool aspect. And, of course, there's been lots of things on social media lately. Uh, it's, it's amazing what I see there. In fact, there was a thing today on uh, who's coming, and it wasn't very long before, yep, 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 yep. I yep. saw all kinds of comments come back in that, so. Yeah, I mean, we know a couple yeah. guys from way out east that are driving in just for the show. Driving and, in, flying in. There's people from all over coming. Yep. Well, I mean, try to book oh, a hotel yeah. room for that weekend in, in that area. It's near impossible. We uh, we got That's lucky right. and booked our hotel room early. So the, just a piece of advice, if you know if you're not coming to the show this year, guys, you know the next year, if you plan on staying, book your hotel a couple months in advance because those things book up really really quick. fast. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing we deal with is people that don't do that. And then we have to try and help them out a little bit, too. And we, I think we block rooms in about seven or eight motels now. Good news is next year there's a new motel going to be open. They're building a new one right next to the Iowa Event Center. Ooh. But it's not going to be ready this year. So that's going to be cool. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I'm, right over. I'll plan on yep. that. <laughs> we we make an yeah. event out of it. We kind of have our schedule. We you know, we get there, you know, being working class bow hunter. We don't get there till Friday night. So Saturday we get there, 
set up our little podcast room, meet up with you, set up our podcast room, um, get out, enjoy the show, record some podcasts, and then get to go hang out with all our friends. It, it, nowadays, especially, you know, the more people we meet through our show, mm-hmm. everyone meets at the Classic. It's it's a destination, and it's not only just a really fun show, you know, seminars to big deer to shed antlers to new products, all that stuff. It's afterwards getting to meet up with all your friends from around the country and all hanging out, and it's just such a it's such a big social event for us that we just such have a such good a time. Damn, yeah, such a damn good time there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how some of my exhibitors do it because, you know, they've got to make eye contact and smile at people all day long, and then I know most of them hit, hit the nightlife pretty hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah, n- yeah. not like us. Say, it's old homely. <laughs> not you guys. <laughs> no, oh, okay. not us. All right, well. We don't, we don't like yeah. bush light all that much. I mean, we only dr- <laughs> we only try to limit ourselves to like 30 or so a night when we're down there, you know? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Yep, yep. So that's every so, trade okay. show. Hey, yep. Hey, I thought of a couple other things we we ought to throw out there. Yeah, go first ahead. off, you know, I mean, if anybody wants any any information, IowaDeerClassic.com is our website, and and most everything is up to date on there now. Uh, you can get discount coupons there. Uh, we have official merchandise. Uh, you can get T-shirts custom made. They're kind of cool. We've got a new design every year for the Iowa Deer Classic 2018. So we've got our own uh, own booth that uh, that. And there's all kinds of logos and uh, different doodads and stuff. You can customize your shirt or whatever you want, really. But uh, so there's there's some of that information on the uh, on the website as well as all these other things. But but the other things I'm looking down my list here, uh, Safari Club International, mm-hmm. uh, they have their discovery trailer as part of the show. Uh, they have critters from all over the world. In fact, they tell me that they've added a 13 foot alligator to their, <laughs> to their sh- display this year. So that'd be kind of neat. I'm sure yeah. some of the kids are going to really enjoy that. Oh yeah. That's uh, the cool thing about a- that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've had baby bear cubs now for a number of years. That's always a big hit to come and hold baby bear cubs and get your picture taken with that. In fact, they're they're just right outside you guys' little room there. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? Um, our buddy Steve, that's sick, so we can rip on him a little bit here. Where the baby bear cubs are, right next to it, there's usually face painting right there. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got them too. We uh, Steve's a a big jolly fun guy. Um, I don't know if you remember meeting him last year. If not, I'll make I'll make sure you meet him this year. And we were okay. We, I probably did, but it's a whirlwind. For oh, me, so. I know it is. We were gonna have him get his face painted like a tiger, and then go up to Melissa Bachman just with a straight face and introduce himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, they do a heck of a tiger, don't they? <laughs> they oh, really yeah. do. I'm like Steve. Yeah. We're like, come on, do it. You and you know, we we there's nobody, no kids in line at the time. So we get in line. We're getting ready to do it. I was going to, like, pay for it. We were, we were laughing our asses off. And then we turn around, and there's a bunch of kids behind us. And I'm like, I don't have the heart to just be in front of these kids. So <laughs> we, we didn't yeah. do it. But maybe this year we might be able to sneak in there early and get that done because that would just be too funny. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, good. Yeah, well, that will <laughs> be something to remember. That will be a memory thing then. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, right in that right in that same area, um, uh, Klaus Liebrecht out of Wisconsin. He's probably one of the best antler reproduction people in the country in yeah. taxidermists. And he always brings about a display that's about 50 feet long of some really magnificent critters. 
And, uh, you know, when people shoot these big trophy animals, uh, one of the downsides of this is that there's some value involved there, and there's been some theft and things like that have occurred in yeah. the, uh, the whitetail industry. And uh, we always recommend to somebody that's got a really magnificent deer that they get a reproduction made and, and that they uh, maybe even consider rat hole in a way the original on that uh, to not have it out you know there's been there's been a couple thefts even in the state of iowa of some mm-hmm. really nice deer yeah over sad. the years and that's 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 kind of one of the negative aspects of us uh honoring all these big deer and and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. but anyway he's got he's got he's gonna have quite a display again and he always mixes it up i'm i'm sure he's got some new ones uh he's got some i know out of uh I'm thinking there's a big one out of Kentucky that he's got now that he's uh, he's got the reproduction horns on that. And, and those reproductions so, yeah, look those reproductions look actually just like the real thing. You can't even really tell. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. You you have to look really really close to tell the difference. Like I say, he's a, he's an artist when it comes to re- reproducing uh, reproducing deer antlers. Yeah, definitely. That is always really yeah. cool, and that's kind of neat because it is right outside our podcast room, so we get to pop out there when right. we're taking a break between shows and check all that out, and it's uh, yeah, it's sure. super cool. Sure. It's pretty fascinating that they can do that and make it look exactly like same coloration, mm-hmm. same everything. It's I mean, it's a, a true replica. There's nothing really oh, noticeable yeah. about yeah. them that you can be like, oh, that's, that's not the real antlers. Right. You, know, you can't even tell. That's right. That's right. So, hey, a couple other things. We something we've brought back. Well, we brought both of these things back actually. One of them is we're going to have a uh, live auction on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we've got a group of professional auctioneers from Dream Dirt that are, have agreed to come in, and we've got uh, exhibitors and others donating uh, items that are going to be uh, auctioned off that are of interest to hunters. Um, it's on Sunday afternoon, and all the benefits of that are going to uh, go to the uh, Iowa uh, uh, Firearm Safety Instructors Association. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And so it's going to go towards uh, teaching kids proper safety with guns and and all that kind of thing, and get them on the way to to, uh, to a life of hunting and enjoying the outdoors like the rest of us do. So anyway, cool. that's something that's pretty cool. In fact, out in the lobby, there'll be uh, a bunch of tables set up out there where you can see the see the items, and I'm sure there's going to be some good deals to be had on such a thing. So uh, that's Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. That. And the other thing that we're bringing back uh, is Frank Addington. He's known as the Aspirin Buster. He's a trick trick shooting uh, artist, and uh, his claim to fame is being able to throw up an aspirin and shoot it with his bow and arrow. Plus, he shoots a whole bunch of other things. He calls it bow and arrow razzle dazzle. <laughs> and uh, Fra- Frank puts on quite a show. He's going to be he's going to be all three days. He's down there in the seminar rooms. Um, he's got uh, oh, he's got couple shows on friday and uh well actually he's just doing friday and saturday is when uh when frank's going to be around doing some razzle dazzle with a bow and arrow and, Very cool. uh, it's amazing with somebody that practices like he does what they can do so right yeah that is so, cool. yeah so that's that's some of the highlights and stuff that is going on this year yeah what i like about it you know the most thinking about all the things there is to do is you can take a kid of any age and there's something there for him. Like any kid's going to watch that mm-hmm. trick shooting with a bow and just be amazed with it. And, oh yeah, you know, watching people yeah. shoot their bows and trying out how to shoot and all that. So that's a, you know, like you said, that's a good way to get 
the the younger generation involved in the outdoors and and have fun you know they might understand might not understand a lot of what's there but if you can get them on a few things and that they have a blast watching or something they can do get their face painted and see all the deer heads and and all that sort of thing is just something that's a positive for our and, lifestyle and any age group too right well, I've got a couple of grandkids. Uh, they're they're six and ten, a boy and a girl. And I tell you what, the apple didn't fall very far from the tree. There, <laughs> those two absolutely love going down to the Iowa Deer Classic, and of course, they spend lots of time with us. And uh, in fact, my grandson Mason can probably tell you more about deer than, than some of these accomplished hunters think they know about it. So <laughs> he's he, he's really into that. So yep, that's good. That's got to be such so, a, like an encouraging feeling to see you know the your grandkids and everything get that excited about it because you know they could just not be into it you know and there's really nothing you can do about it at that point but to see that they're following the same oh, passions yeah. well, has got to be crazy well you know these electronics have taken a lot of kids out of the outdoors these days oh yeah it has you know things you can do in that but uh you know i mean if and if you're shopping for outdoor gear my gosh we've got a lot of different things we've got a bow tryout area we've got several of the leading manufacturers of archery equipment there uh that you can actually go try the uh latest and the greatest bows and yep go see larry mccoy with elite oh yeah yeah elites there and several of the other uh, national brands are there the iowa dnr's always got a always got a booth there and uh talking about what's going on within the Iowa DNR these days. We, we, you know, I mentioned the turkey calling contest, so we're seeing a lot of turkey gear showing up. Of course, turkey season's just around the corner now. Yep. Um, you know, this, this snow's melting, and uh, I've heard of a few turkeys out strutting around in the fields. And so, yeah, turkey hunting's coming just around the corner. Uh, you know, one thing, 15 years ago, you never saw a box blind in the state of Iowa. Nobody ever <laughs> used them, you know. Right. That, that, was a, that was a Texas thing, right? Uh, right. Oh, man, I tell you what, is there a selection of box blinds available anymore? And, of course, you drive around the countryside anymore, you see them. Yeah, you see them everywhere. All over the place. Up on stilts. And so, you know, I mean, if, if you want to shop for a... Uh, for an enclosed blind, this is a place to come. I, I must have ten manufacturers in the show. Well, I'm in the market uh, for a hay bale blind, so I'll be snooping around a little bit. Oh, I've, I've I've got them. Yeah, I most definitely have them. And and you know, I mean, yeah, that's a whole another a whole another thing. But like I say, 15 years ago, there was no market in the state for that. But when you look at the late season and the way people have come on to planting food plots and attracting deer to their food plots. And, uh, and then the other thing is the kids getting involved. You can get your kids out there in one of those, one of those enclosed blinds where they can get away with a little movement and mm -hmm. maybe, uh, bring a few things to keep them occupied. And then very long a deer shows up. And, uh, I mean, you're going to see some, you're going to see some deer harvested by some kids that are just going to amaze you at this show. <laughs> yep. Amaze you, make you feel sick, make you <laughs> get motivated. Well, yeah, a little of that too. But, but like I say, you know, I mean, it's all those, good those fun. Big ones aren't. They they aren't behind every tree by any means, you know. And tell uh, somebody that from that, the East Coast, <laughs> or someone not from Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, some of these states. I mean, you have to appreciate what the DNR has done and what has evolved in the state of Iowa with the fact that we don't gun hunt during the rut. That's my. That I've always preached that. Huge difference. 
in the quality of deer that we have available to us. Yep. Uh, when you look at what's gone in Missouri and in states like Pennsylvania, Illinois, I even. mean, a small eight-point buck is is a huge deer in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've had, they've had to come up now with some point restrictions and things like that. And I think it's improved somewhat, but uh, that's the way it always was in those states. And then the biggest factor is because they're they're allowing gun hunting during the rut season. Yep. And that's something that uh, we need to we need to be aware of and to, and uh, recognize that. And of course, archery's archery's a tremendous way to, to harvest a deer anymore. So. For sure. Well, Steve, I'm yeah. from Illinois. You know, our studio is in Illinois. And, you know, Eric's, okay. Eric's from Iowa, so we always have this conversation. Um, Steve's also from Illinois, so we always gang up on Eric a little bit. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah. but I've always said that I wish Illinois would do their firearm season just like Iowa. I wish we'd do everything like Iowa does um, as far as when our <laughs> yeah. seasons lay because, you know, I feel we would have – we have a, Illinois and Iowa both have a great quality of deer. Mm-hmm. Um, probably there's an argument there. That's what we always joke around and argue about. But I think Illinois could become even better if we modeled our seasons after Iowa. Mm-hmm. I don't okay, know if you well, would agree I would with highly that. Recommend it? Oh, I would agree with it wholeheartedly. You know, like I say, it's uh, you know those those deer are more vulnerable during the during the rut, and that, and then that whole mentality that's out there, and that's changed a lot now. You know, one thing about it with the uh, with the number of doe tags you can get now, mm-hmm. you know, there's really not a reason to shoot a smaller inferior buck. Um, you know, if you want if you want venison to eat, you shoot a doe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, that, and you can get you know if you if you're willing to travel around the state. I I know there's still doe tags that are that aren't utilized in some of these counties and and that kind of thing. And so yeah, you know, as more and more people realize that you let that deer walk even another year makes a huge difference but mm-hmm. now i hear people starting to talk about shooting uh you know six and a half year old <laughs> deer as opposed to what we used to you know used to be a shot i mean I, like i say i've been hunting for 50 years i can remember when a little basket rack six point was something to be had mm-hmm. and uh you know a year and a half old deer were being harvested and so now I, I see more and more people not shooting them. So I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, it's just an overall education and growth as a as a hunting community. That I think is what that leads to. To you know, maybe you oh, know, yeah. if any, if you're happy with whatever deer you shoot, that's great. But you know, the overall quality of animal is going to go up with the more into harvesting a mature animal because that's really the, the the main goal is. No matter whether it's a 120 inch five year old or a 180 inch five year old, you know it's still a mature deer, and it grows a better deer herd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's and like I say, that's that's changed dramatically now in the, in the last few years, and that that's led to the that we now have we have an exceptional lot of quality deer, and we've got a pretty darn good quantity of deer too. So, mm-hmm, for sure. Yep. Well, is there anything we haven't covered about the show that our listeners should should know about before they go, or maybe if they can't make it this well, year before they plan next year? Sure, it's 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 always uh, right around the first of uh, first weekend in March. You know, calendar creep uh, works on it. It'll next year it'll be uh, March first through the third, and then it'll actually get into February, and then it'll then it'll shoot back in the next couple years later into March. But it's it's always in that time frame. You know, we've kind of locked in those dates, and you mentioned some of those other big shows around the country that, uh, quite frankly, uh, you kind of got to keep on to your dates. Uh, 
on that. And so uh, we're real happy to have the dates that we've got for the for the Iowa Deer Classic. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, you go to iowadeerclassic.com. That's where all the info is. Uh, you'll find my phone number in there. I love to talk to people that want to talk about the Iowa Deer Classic, got questions or anything. Uh, they can sure call me. Like I say, I've got a, I've got an action pack four or five days coming, uh, coming in front of me here. And, uh, and, and uh, I've been through it enough to know that uh, before I know it, we'll be packing up and heading down and going on to the next sports show. So, That's but, right. uh, yeah, there's just so many things for people to come and see and do. And if you're interested, and it doesn't have to just be whitetail hunting. I've got outfitters from Alaska, New Zealand, almost all of the Canadian provinces. I've got a whole lot of uh, black bear outfitters that are available at this. We've got western states. I've got New Mexico. I've got Utah. Uh, got Montana, we've got, uh, Wyoming, uh, Colorado, several Colorado outfitters there. So yeah, you can, you can, you can enjoy things all around the country as, as a part of this show. And, uh, just, just walking up the aisles and seeing all the things that are available is really cool. As well as, like I say, all the different kinds of gear. There's some really good deals. Shields always has great deals at their booth, as well as some of our other exhibitors. You know, nothing like a show special to, to get you on and then, and, <laughs> and buy a Deer Classic t-shirt so you can show your friends all year long that you were at the Iowa Deer Classic and, Bring them along. So I have to stop and get a couple of them. Yeah, I might end up buying a hay bale blind at the show. Of <laughs> <laughs> those show show deals are going to reel me right in and get me in trouble. Yep. But that you know well, that's the fun go. of it, you know. And but we we really do. We love the show. Oh, yeah. We have a blast every year. Um, the show itself is such a good time. Being able to podcast there's a bonus, and then the camaraderie of just the entire weekend is just such a blast. We talk about it all year long. It's, it's our favorite show. We look forward to it every year. Yep. So we, we appreciate yeah. what okay. you do well, and, and putting the hard work in to make it such a great show. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'll also have okay, the, well, thank you very much. And glad to have you involved as well. Well, yeah, I'll have the, the website linked in the description of this episode. Um, I think we covered it pretty good. I appreciate your time, man. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you guys, and I'll see you Saturday. Yep. So, yep. Stick, around, stick around on the Take phone care. real quick. I'll uh, I'll I'm gonna go ahead and close her out here. Uh, guys, check out the Iowa Classic okay. this weekend, first weekend in March. If you're in podcast land listening, of course, and uh, check it out. If you can't make it this year, hit it next year. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.